You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow. But the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations, praise the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'd like to begin with a little true or false uh, game. True or false, eating carrots improves your vision. Right, it's false. Okay, well, let, let, let me just tell you. Uh, <laughs> beta carotene in carrots converts to vitamin A, and vitamin A can improve vision. Once your body has enough beta carotene, it no longer makes the conversion. So, see? <laughs> All right, how about this? Vacuum cleaners were originally horse-drawn. True or false? It's true. One of the earliest known vacuum cleaners was so large that it had to be hauled from house to house via a horse-drawn carriage. McDonald's introduced the drive-through service because of the military. True or false? It's true. So at the time, military rules forbade the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms off the base. And so if they wanted to go and get a hamburger real quick, they had to change their clothes in order to go. So one manager near the base said, well, if we cut a hole in the wall, they could just wear their uniforms, get the hamburger, and go. And that's how the drive through was invented. Toads give you warts false. Going outside with your hair wet makes you sick? Only if you're already sick. Eating sugar makes you hyper? True, false, true, false. Uh, It's false. Sorry parents, but when your kids are running around like lunatics at a birthday party, it's just because they're excited, not because of all the sugar you've given them. Drinking coffee stunts your growth. False. While caffeine is linked to calcium loss, there's not enough to affect your bones. The fuller the fridge, the more energy efficient it is. 
True. Right. The more empty space in the fridge, the more cold air is displaced by warm when you open the door, requiring the appliance to generate cool air to replace it. And finally, swimming after eating will give you cramps. Hmm? False, yes. Uh, a doctor explained uh, that while the body needs to divert some blo blood flow through the limbs to aid in digestion, it's not enough to cause a serious cramp or prevent you from swimming, confirming the fact that I think my mom just told us that so she could get a break. <laughs> There's, uh, this is all from a blog, in, uh, blog post in Best Life. And all of them are ideas and phrases and lessons that have become a part of our vocabulary, whether or not they're true. We can think of others as well, such as God helps those who help themselves. Now, way back when Jay Leno was doing The Tonight Show, he always had a segment called Jaywalking. Do you remember, anybody remember this? He would go around on the street and ask people random questions and um, one time he went through and he was asking people to, if they could name any of the Ten Commandments. Several answered that one of them was, God helps those who help themselves. Now, that's not a Ten Commandment. It's not even in the Bible. But a Barna research poll says better than eight out of ten people believe it is. And in his book, Half-Truths, Adam Hamilton reports that more than half of the respondents in the Barna poll were strongly convinced that this is one of the major messages of Scripture. The idea that God helps those who help themselves actually comes from Greek mythology and was picked up by Ben Franklin in his Poor Richard's Almanac. Let us hearken good advice and something may be done for us. God helps those who help themselves, poor Richard said in 1733. Now, Ben Franklin was not a Christian. He was a deist. And so he believed that God set the world in motion and then was totally hands off. God then stands from a distance. But an examination of the Bible says just the opposite. Look at James 1, 27. True devotion, the kind that is pure and faultless before God the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties. Matthew 25, 40 says, And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Luke 10, 36, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. In Galatians 5, 6, Paul says that new life comes from the kind of faith that moves our hearts to action, faith working through love. And Proverbs 22, 9 says, happy are generous people because they give some of their food to the poor. Jesus' teachings are constantly calling his people to show mercy and love. Yet eight out of ten people believe that God helps those who help themselves. It's a biblical truth. Why is that? Maybe it's a way to justify our inability to help everyone. Or maybe it just supports the cultural idea that we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Each person 
is out for themselves, maybe. Or maybe it's an excuse to allow ourselves to be more focused on our own desires. The problem is, it's really a statement of judgment that allows complacency on the part of the one who says it. Adam Hamilton says, first, the phrase is sometimes used as a way of avoiding our obligation as Christians to help others, of doing our part to love our neighbors. The fact is, some people truly cannot help themselves. And for many others who find themselves trapped in poverty or struggling financially, self-help often isn't nearly so simple as summoning the will and pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. Years ago, when Mary Gladstone Highland taught classes on bridges out of poverty, we learned how hard it is to break the cycle of poverty. People work hard, but if they don't have a home or a mode of transportation or childcare, it's hard to get ahead. They may have welfare benefits, but when they start to make more than minimum wage, the welfare benefits begin to decrease, and they can't make ends meet with what they have. The reality is there are, more, there are many people who are living in poverty who can't help themselves. Those who are struggling with mental illness or paralyzed by grief, those trying to hold every piece of life together, those born in poverty, children. We don't know the causes of poverty, each one, but we do our best. Sometimes people face challenges that they can't overcome on their own, and we as Christians are called to help. In Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22, it says, When you harvest your land's produce, you must not harvest all the way to the edge of the field and don't gather every remaining bit of the harvest. Leave these items for the poor and the immigrant. I am the Lord your God. God commanded the farmers to leave some for the poor. Now, when I was serving in Britain, Michigan, you've heard of that before, right? Small farming town in Lenawee County, um, and uh, many of the members of the congregation were farmers, and they told a lot of stories about um, days that had gone by. And my friend Bill uh, told me this story about how Back during the Depression, his mom always made sure to make one extra plate of dinner and to put it out on the back step of the porch because their home was near the railroad tracks. And so those who were hopping back and forth to get around could jump off and find a meal and not have to ask for it. It was just there for them, much like the fields um, remaining there for those in need. Lent, I said, starts in about two weeks. And our theme for Lent this year is love in action. We're going to have small groups um, who will, can read the book Reckless Love by Tom Berlin. And each week there will be an offering of service for you to help others. Now there will be an in-person in activity each week and there will also be elements uh, throughout the time that can be done at home for those who are being extra cautious. <clears throat> there will also be outdoor projects as well as indoor, a variety of activities like um, serving as, at Cass Community Social Services, at the South Flint Soup Kitchen. We'll be um, 
doing some care for shut-ins, sewing pillowcases, because uh, we know a lot of people had fun doing that at Night of Blessings, and the pillowcases go to serve many of our um, mission partners. And we'll also be visiting Echo. Now, Echo is the place that we will be serving for the week we used to call ARM, Adult Righteous Mission, but now we're calling Love in Action Week as we take this phrase, love in action, to become more of a motto for us. And that week is June 13th, and Echo is a church that serves the mentally and physically impaired community. The church has a lot of needs, and so we're going to take some time to go and help those in need. Now, one thing that the pandemic hasn't slowed down is need. There is always a lot of need, even more so these past few years. But what also hasn't slowed down is the willingness to respond to these needs. Now, since I came in July, any time that we put out a call for help, um, to help with sleeping bags for the homeless, or uh, when we did the collection for the South Flint soup kitchen, or any needs for the pantry, both help and bringing in products. For Night of Blessings and the Christmas Connection, you have more than fulfilled the needs. Why do we do these things? That's who we are. There's also a biblical mandate to help others. Have you ever heard the song, and they'll know we are Christians by our love? Jesus calls us to love our neighbors. And one of the ways that we stay in love with Jesus is by helping others. We find that we are just as blessed in the giving and the serving. Suggesting that God helps those who help themselves isn't loving others. But there's a a kernel of truth in the statement that I think goes along with prayer. When we pray, we also act. When we act, we pray. And they work together. We can say, oh, I don't feel good, and just live with that and pray about it. But if we don't go to the doctor, then we might not really find out the cause. So prayer and action is needed. What's something that's really wonderful is that people can be praying, and we can be the ones then who are called to act. Um, Because God works through people. God answers prayer for the people, through the people who are placed in our lives. This last week, uh, Jeff Smolik, Sandy Ballou, and I visited Echo. Um, Sandy and I hadn't yet been there, and so we got to walk around the church and see what needs that they have that we might be able to help. They also have two homes that are um, for, safe homes for people um, to be able to live in. And so we got to walk around the church and talk with Rochelle, who's the pastor. She's been praying for help and trusting that God will provide. We, Clarkston United Methodist Church, get to be God's answer to her prayer to help make the building more accessible and safe and hospitable for those she serves. And in doing so, we will, too, experience God's grace as we get to know the people of Echo and see God's face in them. But none of this would have happened. We would not have found Echo if it weren't for Jeff Smolik driving down Clarkston Road, seeing this church and feeling a nudge. And so he followed that nudge and he went in and he learned about 
the ministry that they're offering to people with special needs. And he learned about their worship, and he learned about what they have in need. If he hadn't followed God's nudging to go and speak to Rochelle, we wouldn't be doing this. Sometimes we are the answer to someone's prayer. We might not be the one who can, can do everything, but we can help them find hope or healing or put food on the table. We have to be open to God's spirit moving and pray and act and see what it is that God will do through us and through those around us because God helps those in need. Are we ready to help? Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.